Time can be funny. It can drag or it can respy. And this episode, we are talking about time. The 20 years Jeremy Kyle has been working in financial services. This is Retirement Revealed, where Jeremy Kyle and his guests guide you towards making smarter retirement, investment, and tax planning decisions. I'm Patrice Sikora, and Jeremy, I do have to ask right out, did those two decades fly? Yeah, those two decades absolutely flew by. I can't imagine how quickly the next 20 years will go, but I'll tell you the last 20 years, it's just went by in a snap, in an instant. Yeah, yeah. Well, 20 years, what changes have you seen in the financial world, the financial advice world? Yeah, I think it's, I'm not sure about the changes so much other than my my own perception uh, has changed. I thought going into becoming a financial advisor, I would spend my days trying to convince you to take your money out of the bank and put it in the stock market. I thought maybe there was a way to beat the market, right? And that just doesn't seem to be the case where it, <laughs> it really seems like now what we're doing most is helping you make decisions about your money that really have nothing to do about which stock you buy, which bond you buy. They're really decisions about your own behavior and beliefs. Like uh, how long might you live in retirement? And when should you retire? And should you take a lump sum pension or take that monthly annuity? And none of those have really anything to do with, did you buy this stock or that stock? That's a starting point, but I'm sure you've seen so much more too. What have you learned over the past 20 years? Talking behavior. I mean, you must have seen all kinds of behavior. You've seen all kinds of markets. Yeah, it's uh, it's almost more about what hasn't changed, uh, whether it's 2023 hmm. or 2003 or 2008 or 2011. I mean, whatever the year is, it seems like people are scared about their money. They're worried about losing their money. And yet a lot of times their fears and concerns are more about what's happening with outside sources. Like what if the stock market does this? What if the politicians do that? And really it's your own choices. It's your own decisions that have the vast majority of impact on here's how your results will turn into, right? If it's 2009 and the market is just tanking and you don't need the money next week, why are you taking the money out of the stock market? That's a choice that you get to make. Uh, or if it's 2020 and the market's tanking again, because apparently there's a theme here. The market goes down <laughs> as much as it goes up, it seems like. Uh, but we met a lot of people in 2020 that had the thought, and I think it's the same thought I see now in 23, uh, the same thought I saw back in 07, of, uh, well, I'll just get to it later where I'll just wait until retirement and then I'll change how my money is set up. And things can change all the time. You need to have a plan well ahead of time. You can't just say I'm retiring next year, so I will change my investments and I will focus on retirement and I'll focus on income next year. You really need to be prepared ahead of time. And the people we saw that were prepared in 07 and 2010 and 2019 and 2021, right? The people who were prepared ahead of time when the market did drop, when the administration did change, they had less worries. They had a plan ahead of time to be prepared for things. And I, that's, that's 
one thing that stayed the same is you just need to have a plan ahead of time. You'll feel a lot more comfortable with whatever gyrations that are going on in politics or the market because you've put that plan in place ahead of time. It sounds like people are people. They really have not changed that much. But have you learned more about people? I'm going to say yes to that. So I'm, I'm kind of a math guy. I'm a, I'm a numbers person. I was a physics major in college. And I used to think that the biggest problem I would solve for people is what to do with their money, All right? How do you move your money from left to right? Do you choose option A or option B? And that's important. And I spent a lot of time figuring that out and doing a lot of research on what will probably work best for people. Uh, but there's a second puzzle and it's the more important, tougher puzzle. And that puzzle is how do you get people to do the All things right. they should do with money. That that first puzzle is kind of easy, right? There's a lot of e research. There's Nobel Prizes won by people that have said, well, here's exactly what you should do with your money. That's kind of easy because it's just math. The tougher puzzle is how do you get people to do the things they ought to do with their money? And of course, people like certainty. And so I'm, I'm trying to talk more on probabilities because there's virtually no certainty that is out there, right? This is not exactly how it's going to happen. And so telling people this is probably going to work out, right? Most of the time, this will be a good choice. Trying to get people to understand that really uh, it's a probability. And at the same time, a lot of people hear the word probability and they think odds like gambling, like, oh, it's a crapshoot. Let me just flip a coin. Uh, and it's not. Just because something's probability doesn't mean that it's just a happenstance. It's just a 50-50 shot. You know, if, if something's got an 80% probability of working out, that's probably the way you ought to go, right? So learning that things are not certain and just because that things are a probability doesn't mean it's just a, a coin flip, that you can learn the odds and probably follow whatever the odds are, are showing you. Changes in technology, have they made it easier or harder to deal with people and their money? I'd say it's... Uh, easier to take care of money things because there's so much electronic things going on, right? You can, uh, if you wanted to move your money in 2003, right? You had to get a form mailed to you. You had to write it out in black ink. Now don't use blue, right? Sometimes that's a, <laughs> right. a, a thing. Uh, go get a notary, right? Mail it in, wait for it. There's so many things now that happen electronically where you can just go online and click your money from left to right. Uh, you can use a DocuSign, uh, just a, a, a way to send your electronic signature. So it's definitely easier to handle your money. Of course, it makes it easier for bad people to commit fraud. So you have to be even more cognizant, what's more on top of your game of what's going on with your money these days. Right. Speaking of, of bad people, where do you see clients making mistakes? Are they the same mistakes that they've made all along or are there new mistakes? Yeah, I suppose if we're going to go with the term bad people, it's watch out for bad people. Yeah. Uh, and I, I've seen, especially I'm thinking back like 2010, 2015, I hear from people saying, well, if I could just get 6% of my money or if somebody would just guarantee me 6% of my money, then that's who I would go with. And uh, they're basically saying I'm waiting for a bad person to come around and make me a promise that isn't true, and then I'll go with them. You, you, when things are too good to be true, they're too good to be true. 
Uh, and sometimes it, it almost seems like people are almost wanting to be fooled. It's, it's odd to say, but um, hmm. it's almost like a way to defer your own uh, responsibility where, well, you know, this person came and they're a bad person and they, and they tricked me and that's their, their fault. You ought to be educated and understand what is, um, what's going to work out best. And if somebody comes along and promises you something that's too good to be true, that's probably a sign of a bad person, right? And stick, stick away from that, that situation. Uh, but yeah, when it comes to the mistakes that good people make, right? The bad mistakes good people make about their own money, it's really, uh, comes down to a couple things. One of them is just not understanding the difference between short-term money and long-term money. Mm. Where if you're 30 years old, you would probably say, I'm retiring 30 years from now. I, I don't need this money for 30 years. It's all in the future. It's all long-term. And I'm, I'm willing to put up with the ups and downs in the market. Well, you turn 60 and it seems like you think all my money needs to be available tomorrow. And that's not the case, right? If you're 60 years old, there's probably some of your money that might be used 30 years from now. So it's not all your money. You do now have a short-term situation, but you still have a long-term situation. And really walking through and understanding uh, what do I need for short-term money and using short-term money solutions for your short-term money problems and then using long-term money solutions for your long-term you know, money needs. That's one thing is just understanding the difference between short-term money and long-term money. And of course, it always seems like people are trying to get rich quick, right? Whether it's a, a tech stock in the late 90s or it's uh, cryptocurrencies or it's, it's, it's something that's new that seems like it's just gonna go on forever. And of course, you look back and say, yeah, if I had done this 10 years ago, this would have worked out. And you're right, if you had done this, whatever it is, 10 years ago, it would have worked out. But those 10 years are gone. And you've got to look at today and what's going to likely work out in the next 10 years. And it's probably not the thing that was crazy good the prior 10 years. It's probably not the case. It's Jeremy Kyle here. And I know you're listening to the Retirement Reveal Podcast because you want to learn more about making great retirement decisions. I've created a free video course for you to do just that. Head over to 5stepretirementplan.com and sign up to receive this video training right in your email inbox. We broke down our five-step retirement plan into bite-sized videos so you can get started on the retirement, investment, and tax planning you need to create a consistent retirement income. Go to 5stepretirementplan.com. Use the number or spell it out. You'll get there either way. 5stepretirementplan.com. Thanks for listening. And now for the rest of the show. Fair enough. All right. Now I've got a two-pronged question for you. One, what is it that's kept you in the profession and the answer may be the same for the second part of the question, but what do you like? What do you enjoy the most about your profession? Yeah, it's probably the same answer. I just love helping people because this this is confusing and it it probably has gotten more complicated. The, the fact that everything can be done electronically, the fact that computers are moving things faster mm -hmm. just means there's more options for the same amount of time or same amount of uh, you know brain power on there. And that seems like tax laws change all the time, stock markets change all the time, interest rate markets change all the time. It's just crazy how much I have to keep up to date on what's going on in the world, not what's going on in the world as if like, um, okay, if this person wins the World Series and I need to you know, buy <laughs> stocks or sell stocks, 
It's more what's going on in the world with where do you find the best interest rates? What's the best time to pay your taxes? Am I better off with option A or option B? And all kinds of things like social security, pensions, things like that. So me keeping up with that and just helping others to get that, that's what I love doing. Although I'll say what's probably kept me most in the business is when we meet somebody brand new for the first time, they come to their office, uh, we ask them some questions about what it is they're looking for, what's gone on so far in their finances, what's gone on so far with another financial advisor, if that's the case. And then quite often they'll tell us after that hour, they'll say to me, you know, I learned more about my money in the last hour than in the, you know, five years or 10 years or 20 years, whatever the number is, working with my previous advisor. You know, that, that right there uh, just keeps me in the business because more people need to know the things that we're showing them. Yeah, true, true. What do you see for the next 20 years? I'm assuming you'll stay for another 20 years. But, but what That's you, my plan. What's happening? Good. Yeah, it seems like the answer to how I help people is more and more about education, right? It's, it's less about, let me talk to you one-on-one and look at your personal situation and say, go with option A and option D, right? It's, it's less and less about that. It's more about, let me educate you about the different things that are going on in the world. Uh, let me create a process for you to follow for here's your steps to take with retirement. And let me find people that can help you through that process. Uh, it seems to be more and more less of, of me personally doing the math or me personally doing every single part of the financial planning process and more and more me doing the education. Let's find better ways to get you to become smarter about your money. Let's find a better process so that when we follow that process, you're more likely to get better outcomes. And let me find good people to help you through that process. That, that's the way right. that it seems to be going for me personally, at least over the next 20 years. Uh, so it sounds like a lot is becoming more collaborative, not just with the client, but you're, you're creating networks to better support your clients. Yeah, it's interesting uh, too, especially 20 years ago. And thankfully it's becoming less and less uh, male dominated in financial services, but you'd, you would hear about somebody's financial advisor. Uh, this is my guy, right? I, I've got a stockbroker. This is my guy, this is my insurance man. This is the guy I call with about my money, right? And it's less, of, less about I rely on one person to help me with my money. And it's more about I rely with a firm to help me with my money. Or really, I think it's more about the, the process where uh, it should be where if we've got a good process to help you make decisions about your pension or make you uh, help you make decisions about Social Security or take these five steps in a row to figure out the best way to go and plan out your retirement. If you've got the good process, then we should be able to find good people to help you through that process. And it should be more about, um, I guess it's more about the process than the exact person uh, because that stockbroker guy or, or whoever it is that you were thinking of 20 years ago, they might not have had the education. They might not have had the process, but really if we've focused on the education part, focus on the, the process part and find people that are really good at each different step along the way, uh, you're right, it is, is more of a network effect of you're gonna do well 
whether it's your main point of contact you call or not, because you're following the right process that's been researched and vetted and put together for you and your situation. Well, Jeremy, as we wrap this up, do you have any final thoughts to wrap up your first 20 years and as you head into the next 20 years? Yeah, I'm just fortunate to be able to help people with their money. I guess as I'm getting older, I realize that there's a whole lot of different people in the world that have a whole lot of different situations. So I I happen to have had a situation where I got some good schooling and some good encouragement uh, to learn and, and really, yeah, and biologically, I just, I was gifted, I, I suppose, with a sense of numbers and that's what got me into the, the business and just thankfully being in a good situation where I could uh, foster that and apply it to helping people with their money. That's what I've been blessed with. And I think that's really what I'm focusing on is making sure that if that wasn't your upbringing, if that wasn't your situation where maybe you didn't learn about money, maybe if you're scared about money, uh, people on my team, we can come alongside of you and help you make those good decisions about money. Well, Jeremy, congratulations on the first two decades, many more, and tell us how listeners can reach you. Yeah, the best way to reach out to us, you're listening to the podcast, you're watching us on YouTube is through the retirement-reveal.com website. And of course, if you'd like more ideas on how to make your retirement great, just go ahead right now, just click that subscribe button. Uh, That's a good way to do it. And I want to thank you, Patrice. You took the lead today. Thanks for coming on and and taking the lead for me. Hey, why not? 20 years in the business. Come on. I want to know what what you did, how you got there. It sounded fantastic. I'm really pleased for you. And I'm pleased that you're happy in what you do. Yeah, uh, definitely. uh, I've had a lot of fun. I want to keep it going that way. And and one thing that's changed in the last 20 years is here we are uh, talking on a podcast that wasn't around uh, 20 years ago. So true. Well, make sure, listeners, that you follow this podcast like Jeremy told you to. Yeah, you got it. And uh, thank you for listening to the Retirement Reveal podcast. We believe if you know more about your money, you will feel better about your money and you will make better money decisions. This was another great episode of the Retirement Revealed podcast. Click on the subscribe button below to automatically get our latest episodes. If you liked our show and want even more, please give us a rating and a review at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would love to hear from you. Please go to retirement-revealed.com to learn more and send us your questions and feedback. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Kyle Financial Partners, Thrivent, or its affiliates. The guests are not affiliated with or endorsed by Thrivent Advisor Network. Kyle Financial Partners does not provide legal accounting or tax advice. Consult your attorney or tax professional. Representatives have general knowledge of the Social Security tenants. For details on your situation, contact the Social Security Administration. Kyle Financial Partners is part of the Thrivent Advisor Network, a registered investment advisor. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investment advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have with your investment planning.